6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We're talking about Afghanistan. Canada being accountable for our role in Afghanistan, specifically when it comes to many, many Afghan people who helped Canada and Canadian troops in Afghanistan, and the fact that those people are now targets themselves for the Taliban. We're talking about construction workers, cooks, cleaners, translators, many, many types of jobs. They're all Taliban targets now, as well as their families as the Taliban enforces its rule now after a super fast advance across the country of Afghanistan. This is why Canada needs to get as many of them out safely as quickly as possible. Question is, how, with the Taliban seizing control of many areas and trying to seize control of the airport in Kabul, is that going to happen? The Taliban surge causing chaos at the main airport, of course, in Kabul over the last 24 to 36 hours, leading to at least seven people who have died, maybe more unreported deaths. For perspective now, we're joined by Assad Sharifi. Assad is a former Afghan interpreter. He's a current political and cultural advisor to the Canadian Armed Forces. And he's been working tirelessly to get as many Afghans safely out of that country. Assad, thank you for being here this afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for having me, and hello to your listeners. Uh, Assad, what what goes through your mind when when you hear and and see the people rushing to the airport in Kabul, like we've all seen, desperate to flee your home country? Well, it's uh, extremely sad, and I'm at awe on how quickly things changed, and how quickly decisions were made, and how quickly the Taliban gained ground in Afghanistan, and how quickly President uh, Ghani last Afghanistan and uh, how quickly uh, chaos ensued uh, and, uh, and, and how the courts, the um, uh, governor's, uh, you know, offices were overrun by the Taliban. They were basically handed to the Taliban. There was no skirmishes or fights in many, many occasions. Yeah, it, it is. It did happen so quickly. And, and for uh, the people like yourself, Assad, you worked you worked for years with Canadian troops. And uh, what exactly did you do to help Canada while while you were working with the Canadian troops? Well, I did many things. I mean, I was uh, an advisor to uh, many generals, including General Vance, the chief of defense staff of Canada. I worked uh, shoulder to shoulder with Mr. You know, Sajan, the current um, uh, defense minister, uh, you know, many other uh, Canadian generals, General Milner. So I was basically a cultural advisor, a political advisor. We were a bridge between the Afghans and the Canadians, where the Canadians failed to understand the cultural um, uh, intricacies, if you will. Uh, we were there to help. Uh, you know, I can just give you one uh, very simple example of that. Uh, General Vance uh, and the Canadians didn't like um, uh, a specific um, uh, police chief in the district, uh, and they wanted to remove him. So they uh, contacted the, the district, uh, sorry, the uh, governor's office, and they brought the Ahmad Wali Karzai, AWK, president, former President Karzai's brother, and they wanted to get rid of him. Uh, AWK perceived that the the work of Gulagashirzai, which was a different tribe called Barakzai, and there was a fear of anger in him, and he just stormed out of the office, and the Canadians actually didn't know what happened. So that's when I 
uh, jumped in and I said, okay, he thinks that the Barclays want you to remove this popular um, you know, commander, so therefore there will be a culture war if we don't appease this guy, which we did. But this is what we did besides many, many, many other things. An integral, like, uh, an integral part, right? You were in helping Canadians not only stay safe, but do their job, right? Well, absolutely. We also, the safety one was like, we did a lot of things, you know, how to approach the Afghans. I basically was working on something called mosque talk, which we would go and help uh, talk to the people, say the Canadians are not here to take over your country. We are not here as invaders. We are here to help you. We are here to re rebuild Afghanistan so your children can go to school. Uh, that was, you know, what else we did. We, we did, you know, local uh, shores, your local meetings with local uh, power brokers, elders. We facilitated a lot of other things. For example, the Corps of Engineers of, of Canadians, they wanted to, to come to me and they would say, okay, we want to dig a well in this village. And I said, well, what is the reason? They said, well, the girls, the ladies go three kilometers to fetch water, or two kilometers to fetch water. And I told them, I said, well, if I'm that woman, I would hate you for the rest of my life because <laughs> that is my only chance yeah. uh, to get out of my house, walk for two kilometers, fetch some water, and gossip the village gossip. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wouldn't dig the well, and that made sense. And so they, they agreed to it. And I think, you know, these were the kind of things, cultural things that we did besides, you know, political and local and uh, military and, and all. So, yeah, we did many, many things, like yeah. literally... We're talking with Assad Sharifi this afternoon, a former Afghan interpreter, a current political cultural advisor to the Canadian Armed Forces, about getting people who worked with Canadian troops day after day in Afghanistan out of the country safely. And, and Assad, you were not alone. There were many people who worked, who worked with Canadians. Do you think Canada owes these people a safe life after they did so much for Canadian troops? Well, let me just bring one correction here. I am not a current political advisor oh, okay. or sure. cultural advisor. I was, I'm a former uh, cultural advisor and political advisor uh, okay. to the Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, but absolutely, absolutely we do. The reason is that we went to Afghanistan and we brought these people to work for us. They helped us. They saved our lives. They made it easy for us to be there. In many cases, you know, they brought us, you know, foods and logistics from outside and with their, you know, putting their lives on the line. They interpreted it for us, you know, for the troops and front lines. And, uh, um, you know, they cooked and they drove whatever they did. Uh, they were an integral part of our involvement in Afghanistan. And I believe that... Uh, uh, not only uh, just those people who work for us, I think we shot blood in Afghanistan, and we shot their blood, honestly. And I think it is very important that we uh, give Afghanistan the humanitarian, uh, you know, attention that they need. Uh, for example, uh, you know, we brought 25,000 people from Syria. I am very, very happy and proud as a Canadian that we did that. We should do, you know, the same thing to Afghanistan. I mean, they said we want to bring 20,000 Afghans, uh, but nobody knows how they want to do that. Nobody knows how, what the plan is. So if people don't know how, what the plan is, where should they apply for, how would they come to Canada? So basically the bureaucracy is not aligned with uh, uh, the political um, uh, statements. Yeah. Assad, I, I really appreciate your insight this afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you uh, for sharing your thoughts today. I appreciate it. 
You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. You have a blessed day. Bye-bye now. You as well. You as well. That's Assad Sharifi, former Afghan interpreter, uh, cultural advisor, uh, political advisor for the Canadian Armed Forces. Worked for years hand-in-hand hand with our Canadian troops in Afghanistan. He is, is in Canada now. He's out of the country safely. But a lot of people who were just like Assad are, are not out of Afghanistan yet and safely as the Taliban runs rampant through that country.